0: I'm Chief Christy Giuseppe from WhatCopsWatch.com, and you're listening to another terrifying episode of Two Guys Talking Horror on the Two Guys Talking Podcast Network. Have you ever had the feeling of being watched Hidden eyes following you. A cold chill crawling up your spine. The hairs on the back of your neck standing straight up. Do you know what that is? It's fear. It's fear. Fear is the most basic human emotion tied into our instinct to survive. Fear gives us the means to overcome great odds or cripple us with paralyzing dread. But fear can also entertain. (laughs) Turn off all the lights, lock your closet door, and ignore the sounds from beneath your bed. It's time for Two Guys Talking Horror. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Two Guys Talking Horror. Uh, Across the table from me today is Jason Contini, my hetero life mate. Today we're going to try something a little bit different. Cut the crap movie reviews. I don't look at myself as a critic. I look at myself as an appreciator. I I love film, even bad film. There's three things that I always look at when when I'm telling somebody about a movie. The acting, the story, and the execution of it all. You know, the, the, the filmmaking aspect. You know, was it shot well? Was it lit well? Could you hear the actors? Things like that. Ah, uh, yes. Love the sound of Chainsaw just cutting through all the crap. Now, in this episode, I want to talk about a film called Harbinger Down. This movie completely escaped my notice until uh, it was uh, placed up on Netflix. And the only reason why it even was a blip on my radar on Netflix is because it has Lance Hendrickson starring in it. Genre fans should know who Lance Hendrickson is. But let's just give them a little rundown. A little movie called Aliens. Pumpkinhead. A little movie called Alien
1: 3. (laughs) The uh, Chris Carter television show Millennium. The spin for The, spin-off or the of Connections of the X-Files. yeah.
0: Yes, let us not forget he also was in the original Terminator film. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Lance Hendrickson and Bill, Bill Paxton. Paxton are the only two actors alive that have ever been killed by an alien, a predator, and a Terminator. Oh, interesting. That's true. I guess that's, yeah, yeah. wow. That's, They've got, that's so very, so wow, it's okay. a very selective group right there. Lance Hendrickson, he gets around. It doesn't matter how bad or how good the movie is. If he's in it, I'm going to at least give it a try. I actually met him. Did you once
1: yeah i met him uh i was uh living in la this was gosh maybe six seven years ago something to nah. that effect i was living in la and i was working at a barnes and noble in burbank and he and, and there was this guy standing over by the nook counter looking at the nooks and uh and i just happened to walk past and sure enough it was him so i went up and i and i talked to him and he was very, very nice. I didn't get a chance to really talk a lot because he he actually was looking to buy a Nook and he had questions about about the Nook and so I did say you know hey I'm a fan or something to that effect I can't remember now. And Good he now talked, sell he me was, this damn Nook. He, he was now he was he was very very nice he was very uh, but much more interested in getting
0: his Nook than, well, than talking. The, yeah. to him. but anyway that's can a side story. That. Yeah. Well here's the, the the interesting thing that I found about Harbinger Down besides the connection with Lance Enterting, Uh I actually had to do some research on this because it, at first it was just a movie that I watched and I was going to give a review about it. But I looked, I, I did do a little bit of research because there was something about the film that caught me by surprise and it's one of the reasons why I am reviewing it. Harbinger Down, I'll give you a basic synopsis. Two grad students and their professor book passage on a crabbing ship called the Harbinger, to study beluga whales and their migrating habits in the Bering Sea. So they're studying the migration of whales because of the global warming and stuff like that. Well, it turns out that in the ice, and because global warming is a thing, this old ice is starting to melt, and something that was frozen back in the 80s is starting to emerge. And it Turns into this 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 monster movie. It's a monster movie on a ship in the snow and the ice. So right off the bat, I'm already feeling like I'm. I, I get the feel of John Carpenter's The Thing, and I'm getting a feeling of the Blob, the, the the remake of the Blob, because there's also some human science thrown into it as well. So I'm like, wow, this is this is an interesting flick. But then the monster. Or monsters, spoiler. The creatures, it's practical effects. Really? Yes, practical effect. I'm watching this movie. I had to watch it twice. I watched this movie twice to prove myself wrong that I was seeing something that I didn't see. No, that couldn't be practical effects. That was, that was that it was CGI. Now, yes, there is CGI in this film, but it's mostly practical makeup effects and animatronics that's wow. why in yeah, camera stuff in camera stuff and that's why i i did some research ironically enough something that you and i know a lot about this movie actually started out as a kickstarter funded movie holy cow a kickstarter funded movie the project promoted itself as a sci-fi horror film by creature fx designer alec gillis who has been attached to some of the biggest not only sci-fi and horror films, but some fantasy films. Jumanji, anybody? Oh wow! He, his whole goal was he wanted to be able to create a a horror film that would celebrate animatronics and makeup effects. And well, all- that just just off of just that
1: little bit, you sold me. I mean, I'm already on. Wikipedia reading about the film. I mean, that. <laughs> Lance Henriksen, practical effects, and
0: it was oh, all yeah. done
1: through crowdfunding? Man, hell yeah. Oh,
0: here's the thing. Story wise, it was a good story, solid, nothing too confusing. You had just enough techno babble from some of the smarter characters to keep you informed. And the character development, you develop the characters that you need to develop, and the rest of them were. The two-dimensional caricatures that they needed to be, because guess what? It's a horror movie, baby. Yep, There's you... a lot of red shirts that are going to die in this. Yep, got it, fodder. And they die beautifully. Like I said, it was it was very reminiscent of watching John Carpenter's The Thing, because there was a lot of practical effects in that because CGI didn't exist back then.
1: So based on based on the three criteria, you obviously give it a, a high so, score for story.
0: Story is getting a star. Because they've taken a concept done over and over and made it just different enough that I enjoyed myself thoroughly. Acting. The majority of this movie is filled with people I've never seen before. There's uh, maybe one or two that looked familiar. I might have seen them in something else, but nothing screamed out. Lance Hendrickson was the man who was running the show. Sure. Literally, because he's the captain of the Harbinger. But I never once had any problem with the way... Actors were casted, everybody fit their role perfectly, the ones who were around for a long period of time developed the way that they needed to develop, both from the script and just watching the performance of the actor. For a crowdfunded feature, they got some decent talent that acted the shit out of their roles. It helped this film not having a bunch of well-known actors running around in it. Another star. Execution. Holy crap. Do you know how long it's been since I've watched something modern day that had practical effects in it? Yeah, well, they don't do them anymore. Exactly. They even specifically pointed in the research that I did that the little CGI that was used in the film enhanced some of the horror splatter effects or was used to remove wires and dolly rods to make the practical effects move and see that's in my opinion the best use of CGI. yes that is that that's what you that's what they should still be doing don't get me wrong give me i love my jurassic park and jurassic world and well again jurassic park a lot of that was practical effects a lot of that was
1: animatronics in the camera right that that was you know highlighted now jurassic world maybe not so much and and i do have to say that you know without cgi we would not have probably gotten the world of tolkien this is on true. film. This is true. That's doable for sure with animatronics, but wow, the cost would be astronomical. Mm-hmm. So, it, it certainly has its place, but yeah, in a horror film there's no need. I practical effects are the way to go, and unfortunately nobody does it. So, no. yeah, you've sold me on it. I definitely Execution see it. Execution
0: for this movie, not counting the fact that it had practical effects, you feel the isolation. You feel like you're on a ship out in the middle of nowhere, stranded. It, it, the claustrophobia, the lighting, the fact that the monster is not seen in full-blown light every single time it pops out. Another film that I would say that uh, kind of pays homage to, Alien. Hmm. It gives you that that monster-in-the-house feel, only where Alien, it was a spaceship and it was an alien creature that was running around. On Harbinger Down, it's a boat, It's a, it's a giant crabbing ship, and it's this organism symbiote, blobby, oh, eat you up creature that never looks the same way twice in the film. Oh, that's interesting. So, execution-wise, I've gushed about this film. I'm sure it's no surprise that I'm giving it a star for execution. Had this been a full-blown Hollywood-produced feature, it would have had at least three big names in it, and the creature effects would have all been CGI. It may not be the best, but Harbinger Down, for me, is a three-star film. If you go over to Two Guys Talking Horror, we will have all the links to all the information that you could ever want about Harbinger Down. Uh, All the information that I was able to discover through the internet's and the incredible journey that these people went on to crowdfund this movie and get it out to people. So definitely check out all of those links over at twoguystalkinghorror.com. Also, we want to know what you think. Have you seen Harbinger Down? If not, will you seek it out after listening to this cut-to-crap movie review? Go to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash 2GTHorror And chime in on all things Harbinger Town. We want to hear from you. Sadly, ladies and gentlemen, that is our time. I'm your host, Nicholas J. Hearn.
1: And I'm your co-host, Jason Cantini. And remember, folks,
0: don't be afraid of the dark. Be afraid of what's in the dark. Congratulations! You've survived this episode of Two Guys Talking Horror. We hope you were entertained and informed by our program. Take what you have learned and pass it on to your family and friends. It may just save their lives someday. Have questions? Comments? Suggestions for a future episode? Visit our website at twoguystalkinghorror.com. Click anywhere on the right-hand side, and fill out our short web form. It's the easiest way to interact with the hosts. Beware of monsters, creatures, and all things that go bump in the night, and keep telling yourself, it's only a podcast. It's It's only only a podcast. podcast. It's only a podcast.
1: It's It's only a podcast. podcast.
0: It's only a podcast. It's It's only only a a podcast. a podcast. a a podcast. podcast.